Welcome to the Unicorn Club Audio Journal Podcast. Today is November 16th, 2019. So I want to talk about adulthood. Today um, I had an appointment and I got into an Uber. And in a random conversation with the Uber driver, (laughs) he was mature, he was masculine, he was strong, and just in his tone of voice, I recognized that he had a really good balance of spirituality and education. And so I began to self-reflect as I normally do. I self-reflect on my day, and I self-reflect on recent events that has happened, um, you know, throughout the week. And as I began to self-reflect, I said, you know, I really enjoy being around people who are adults, people who are educated, people who have a really good um, level of spiritual um, awakening. I really enjoy talking to people who know how to relevantly communicate. And so I began to think about the woman whom I spoke of in a previous podcast, a 72-year-old woman whom I knew, I know that even though she's bipolar and suffers from depression and paranoia that She's conscious enough to be cunning and and a little bit wicked. And I also recognize that she's still childish, even though she's 72 years old. In previous podcasts, I discussed with you guys a woman whom I recently had gotten out of my life, uh, who is about 10 years older than I am. And she has one friend now. Now that I'm out of her life, she only has one friend, and she's still childish, even though she's 10 years older than I am. And I've come to recognize that just because a person is older than I am, that does not mean that they are more mature or more developed than I am. I began to self-reflect on the men and the women whom I've crossed in my lifetime, in my 20s and in my 30s and even in my 40s, the people whom I planted seeds in their lives. God gives me the seed, I plant it, God waters it, and God makes it grow. The stability of that seed has absolutely nothing to do with me. And I began to think to myself that, you know, I would expect to learn something from people that are older than I am. But that's not what's happening. I'm teaching them something. And what they teach me in return is to do my work. Do my work to develop personal development skills, to be mature. I learned that psychological maturity equals adulthood. Let me explain what that what that means. Have you ever met someone who reminds you of a parent who 
has caused you some form or level of trauma. And so this person, this parent, whether a mother, a father, a caretaker, whoever it is, they have done things to you intentionally or unintentionally. And you would walk away from that person feeling scared. So then you go throughout your lifetime and you meet someone who reminds you of that traumatic experience from your mother, your father, your caretaker. And you get scared and you walk away. That is a symbol of unresolved issues or childhood trauma. Psychological maturity equals adulthood. One thing that I noticed that parents do is they don't develop they don't develop the child psychologically. I think between the ages of 14 and 16, those are the perfect years to develop assist in developing a child psychologically. If a parent does not develop that child psychologically, what happens is the parent and the child, they bump heads. The next thing you know, the child is 30 years old. The parent is 59 years old. And they're still battling like two children, hitting below the belt, throwing things in each other's faces, strategically and purposefully insulting each other. This is how you know that you have not developed yourself or your child psychologically. Another thing that I recognize in my self-reflection is that there are things in this world that are designed to keep people from evolving spiritually. And those things that keep people from evolving Spiritually, first of all, it has to be recognized. And secondly, you have to detach from them. Like ego, the egoism or ego self. If you're a person who is ego driven and a situation, a negative situation should arise, you would respond in a negative way or a childish way instead of responding like a mature adult. Ego is something that you have to detach from. Those are one of the things that you have to detach from. Another thing I recognize in my um, self-reflection is in order to be an adult, you have to have a basic understanding of psychology as this will determine what types of people you will allow into your life. So I'm going to use me as an example. I've discovered what it was that I bring to the table in my relationships. And I bring different things depending on what the umbrella of that relationship is like Let's say, for example, my job. They know my value. They know my skill set. That's why they hired me. They know what it's worth. That's why they pay me. 
but they underpay me because they think that I am not aware of the value of my skill set. This is where you get employees who say, I'm not doing that because it's not in my job description. Or, I'm not doing that. Y'all don't pay me enough money to do that. I bring to the table my gifts and my talents when it comes to my employer. But it is limited. <laughs> Whatever their requirements are, they say you must do A, B, C, D, E, F, G. You had to qualify to do A, B, C, D, E, F, G. This is what you must do. That's exactly what I do. Nothing less, if anything, just a little bit more. Why? Because I know that I have coworkers who really are my competition. And in order for me to keep my benefit package that I get from my employer, I have to be valuable in that business. I am not going to do anything extra because they will never pay me for what my skill set is worth. There was a song out. If I remember, I either it came from a song or, or a movie. It said, fuck you, pay me. <laughs> That's the mindset. So anyhow, I'm going off into a tangent. Anyhow, when you're developing, uh, when you're embarking on personal development skills, the first thing that you want to do is you want to look at the um, pathology of your family. As, and you want to do that because they are your first experience of relationships. And so there are a lot of pathologies that I found to be in my family. And I was, I recognized this in my late teens, early 20s. And though there were some pathologies that I knew uh, in my heart that I wanted to break. And that was a lack of education, a lack of maturity. I wanted to to break dysfunction and abuse. I wanted to break the inability to relevantly communicate. So communication skills was something that I developed along the way in my life. And it took me about eight to nine years to really get that down. Um, um, a lack of education and finances is something that I had to be self-educated on because there was I grew up in poverty. And so finances was something that I wanted to teach myself and teach my children and grandchildren and so forth and so on. I want to pass it down from one generation to another to another. Not eating healthy is something that I have wanted to change. Um, so the foods that are high in sugar, fructose, syrup, high salt, a lot of breads, a lot of starches. I wanted to, I didn't want to get rid of it, but I wanted to do things in moderation. One thing that I notice with people who are super healthy, they always die at an early age for some type of disease. 
and they would always say, I never thought that, you know, I'd be, I would be sick from X, Y, Z. You know, I had a plant-based uh, vegan diet, and I exercised, and I read my newspaper to keep my mental faculties, and, you know, I was an outdoors person, and I was bicycling, and had you had eaten a little bit of sugar, a little bit of starch, you know, a little bit of things that was unhealthy, I think that they might have been a little bit better off. And so for me personally, I eat things in moderation. That's just what I want to do. Another thing that I recognized um, in my uh, self-reflection is that, you know, there are three basic, three very basic types of relationships that I have studied. I've studied them, I examined them, I investigated them, and I analyzed them. And that's the parent-child relationship, friendships, and romantic relationships. There are more types of relationships um, that you have over you know, the course of your lifetime. But these are the core foundations that have to be built because your relationship with your parents affects the relationships that you have with your children. Your relationships with your friendships now determines what type of friendships you'll have later on in life. Like the woman who's a decade older than me and the woman who's 72 years old, they have one friend, one just one. I think that's pretty sad. You also want to study your your romantic relationships, the type of people that you are attracted to. I've learned that if you're always getting heartbroken or you're always getting cheated on, you're a loyal person, but you always somehow get betrayed or stabbed in the back door, you've gotten the short end of the stick i always say change what you are attract what you are attracted to and the dynamics will change i also learned that if you change the way that you dress spend a little bit more money on your clothes you'll begin to attract a different pedigree if you um develop feminine energy you will attract masculine energy if your energy as a woman is masculine you're going to attract a feminine man his whole energy his way of thinking all of that is going to be feminine it's the polar opposite what you attract is the polar opposite another thing that I recognize in my self-reflection is when it comes to childhood trauma and unresolved issues, they will keep showing up in your life <clears throat> Excuse me, over and over and over again until you deal with it. It's like it's actually equivalent to lessons learned in life. Until you see it, it's going to keep happening. And if you don't uh, apply what you learned, each time it 
the life lesson repeats itself, it will get worse and worse, which will cause you more emotional trauma. So let me give you an example. Say you have a militant parent, whether a mother or a father, or an abusive parent, <clears throat> and they will scare the crap out of you with their abuse, whether it was the yelling and the screaming or hitting. They would scare you, and you would run. Later on in life, you'll meet someone, and you'll say to yourself, why does he or she remind me of my mother or my father? Something would arise between you two, and you get scared, and you will run. That's an unresolved childhood issue that you need to resolve. How that will manifest itself is when you're in a relationship with, when you're in a romantic relationship and something arises, you will run. If a problem should arise with your friendship, you will get scared and you will run. You have to resolve that issue by facing it head on. If you don't, it will keep repeating itself over and over again. So, I want to leave you with this. A midlife crisis is not really a crisis. It's spiritual awakening. For me in particular, it's another level of spiritual awakening. When you're going through your midlife crisis, it's really a good idea to put something in place where you can have personal development skills. Study, examine, investigate, and analyze your relationships. Sometimes when you recognize certain things, they just stop. I'm going to use me as an example. Once I recognize that everyone that I am surrounded by is psychopaths, I stop coming across psychopaths. There's one more psychopath that I have to get rid of, and that's the 72-year-old woman. However, the person that I met in, in the Uber is an indication of the type of people that I'm going to begin to cross paths with in my for the rest of my lifetime, you know, the rest of my time on earth. So even though this um, podcast was to me a little bit of a ramble, <laughs> I hope that you have learned that psychological maturity is what equals adulthood. Be healed from unresolved childhood issues and traumas. Put something in place for personal development skills. Study the three types of relationships, parent to child, friendships, and romantic. Shalom.